0: Our gospel reading today is from Matthew's gospel, chapter 16. I'm reading verses 13 through 20. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Well, I owe you all uh, an apology, a retraction. You know how uh, when the newspaper uh, gets it wrong, when they catch it the next day, uh, they'll put a retraction in. This is where I made the mistake. Well, it only took me six years, 11 months uh, to catch my mistake, but I'm a little overdue giving you the retraction. Almost seven years ago was the first Sunday I was your pastor. And the first sermon I preached, <coughs> I told a story that I heard, I heard was attributed to Leo Rocher longtime Major League Baseball manager. But thanks to the internet, I have now since found this story in David Moranis' biography of the famed football coach, Vince Lombardi. And the story is that in 1961, when Lombardi went into the Green Bay Packers training room, Moranis said he took nothing for granted. He began a tradition of starting from scratch, assuming that the players were blank slates who carried over no knowledge from the year before. He began with the most elemental statement of all. Gentlemen, he said, holding up a pigskin in his right hand, this is a football. Now remember, remember this group of athletes, uh, you know, a couple of dozen professional athletes, just a few months ago they had been in the Super Bowl, and yet he's starting From the very beginning, he reviews how to block and tackle. He started on page one of the prayer book of the playbook. At some point, a Pro Bowl uh, wide receiver uh, raised his hand and joked, "said Coach, uh, uh, could you slow down a little? You're going a little bit too fast." Lombardi cracked a smile, continued with the basics. Six months later, the Green Bay Packers beat the New York Giants 37 to nothing to win the NFL championship. Well, what Lombardi did with the Green Bay Packers is probably not a bad practice for any organization. In any enterprise, it's probably a good idea to just step back and go to the basics, start over every now and then, and our passage today takes us there. The young rabbi from Nazareth has been making quite a stir. Just, just here in Matthew's account, he's taught a sermon on the mount that was unlike anything anybody had ever heard. He touched a leper, turning his skin as smooth as Kerry Washington's. He's killed a par- healed a paralyzed son of a soldier, touched Peter's mom on the head, her fever left. Woman with a hemorrhage, two blind men healed, a mute guy with a demon. Now that guy is st- sane, upright, talking up a storm. You keep all of this up, and after a while, there's going to be some talk, right? I mean, who is this guy? Who is this who is teaching an upside-down message about what power looks like? Who who touches the unclean? Who confronts a demon and wins? The the disciples are wondering. the, The crowds are babbling. The countryside is whispering. Who is this guy? So Jesus deals with the question head on. When they got to Caesarea Philippi, they took a load off. Caesarea Philippi is not Jesus' usual stomping grounds, as you know. In fact, it it used to be a site where the Greek gods were worshipped. Perhaps reminding us that there are many options for our devotion. Jesus turns to his disciples and asks, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Let's hear it. What's the speculation out there about who I am and what I'm up to? Some say John the Baptist, one of them answers. Well, it's true that John was outrageous in his teaching too. John's primary role, proclaiming the coming Christ, preaching repentance and preparation. Is, Is that who Jesus is? Is Jesus here to proclaim the long-anticipated Messiah? Some say Elijah. Well, Elijah was a miracle worker from Northern Kingdom. He showed God's power over the Canaanite god Baal like Jesus had stared down the demon. Elijah was a great leader, great teacher, great healer. Some say you're Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Well, Jeremiah and the prophets were bold preachers. Preaching the way of God, they told the truth even when it was unpopular. And this rabbi surely does the same. I mean, you can see it, right? Part John the Baptist proclaiming the coming reign of God, part Elijah the miracle worker, part Jeremiah the bold preacher of God's truth. And then Jesus asks the question at the center of their life, at the center of our meaning still. Jesus turns the question personal and asks, but who do you say that I am? For months here at Second Potts, we've been, uh, we've been working hard trying to figure out things around here. How to figure out how to, how to stay involved in the lives of the church family. How to, how to worship effectively even if remotely. How, how to keep meaningful ministry moving forward. We've had important meetings about live streaming and equipment and cost savings and literature distribution. We've talked about how to create more nimble systems for decision making, how to set up sanitizing stations and protocols, all of that. How to get resources to our ministry partners to make sure that they're still getting ministry done in an important way. All of this, all of these discussions are important. But in the middle of this frenzy, it might be time for all of us to just step back a couple of steps and take a deep breath and return to the most central, most basic question of all, but who do you say that I am? There's no exaggeration. This is still the most pressing question in our lives. Nothing less than everything pivots here. And I'm not overstating. Everything hinges on the answer. The course, the trajectory of our lives, our hopes, our priorities, the checks we write, the way we spend our time, the way we design our legacy, All of it rests inside that one question. And I know, I know you're in the middle of a lot of big questions right now. How are we going to keep our children at home while both of us work? Alexa, homeschool the children. How do we keep... Somebody at home with a seven-year-old, when both of us work full-time jobs, we're dependent on both jobs to make ends meet. What happens if my company downsizes? What happens if I get the virus? I work on, a, on a, an hourly wage, and if I'm out two weeks, everything goes south. All of this, not to minimize it, all of this is important. But it's still not as vital as stepping back, finding a quiet place to deal seriously with the answer to Jesus' question here. Who do you say I am? Now there's a popular progressive answer to that question that I hear in different forms all the time. It it sounds educated and respectful while still holding a little in reserve. But it, so it's some version of this. I hear people regularly say, I think Jesus was a really important first century leader. His teachings have shaped the modern moral code, have influenced other nonviolent leaders. He was a good man whose life should be honored alongside many other great leaders. But come on. Son of God is a little much. Well, years ago, uh, C.S. Lewis wrote a response to versions of that answer that I think is just so right on. In his book, Mere Christianity, Lewis writes, I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. He did not intend to. Who do you say that I am? Jesus first asked that question to gathered disciples there in Caesarea Philippi. And Simon, of course, is the first one to pipe up with an answer. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Simon declares, you are the Messiah. You are the one we've been waiting for to bring a new kingdom, a new rule. You are the very offspring of the one who told the sun to rise this morning, who designed the rhinoceros, who moves the planets around. You are the embodiment of the living and eternal God. Important rabbi, good moral teacher of the first century. Does not get it. As Lewis said, you must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. Simon says to Jesus, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responds by saying, Blessed are you, Simon, the son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. If Simon is right, and I'm betting my life Simon is right, if Simon is right, it changes everything. If Jesus is the Messiah, he is the one who has come to save the people and love them home. Which means Jesus loves your child stepping off the school bus even more than you do, if you can imagine. If Jesus is the Messiah reclaiming the world through love, then all setbacks are temporary. All failures are fleeting, All transgressions are forgiven. If Jesus is the Messiah, then even death has no chance. No finality. Which means even the heartbreak of loss breaks forth into some victory of life eternal. If Jesus is the Messiah, it reorients everything And I'll assure you that the power to stand down a demon, to heal the broken, to be victorious over death, is not the stuff of a good moral teacher. If Jesus is the Messiah, he is the one who has come to break forth a new kingdom ruled out of love. And he commands our full self Dedicated to joining him in this enterprise to reclaim the world through love. And it will change everything. It must change everything. How you spend your time, your money, your creativity. If Jesus is Messiah, it changes everything. Simon said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. As your pastor, let me tell you, that's the promise I'm leaning into right now. During these last months, I have been chin deep in questions about technology and best practices and how to keep our services whirring. I've stared at the ceiling wondering, is anybody coming back after this pandemic? Will they find a preacher they like more on the Internet? Has COVID just accelerated the decline of the American church that was underway already? But this scripture has reminded me that the church was built on a proclamation. (laughs) The church is not going to rise or fall based on how many plates I can keep spinning at once. The church is built on Simon's answer. When people proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah... The son of the living God, it is on that proclamation that Jesus will build his church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And nor will a novel virus. We will find ways to gather God's people to continue God's redemptive work in the world. Schools are going to figure out how to educate children. Churches are going to respond in new and creative ways. We're going to figure stuff out about social distancing and surfaces and all the rest. But the primal question, if you have not dealt with it yet, still needs attention. Who do you say that Jesus is? Because that answer changes nothing less than everything. Would you be interested in talking with one of the ministers here more about that question? If so, we would welcome the phone call this week, a chance to say more about how the answer to who Jesus is, is life transforming. But to those of you who are not new to the faith, been Christian a long time, don't we all need to return to this kind of basic question every now and then, this, this gentleman, this is a football kind of question. Who do you say Jesus is? If you say that he is the Messiah, the son of the living God, it should change everything. He is not just a prophet or a hobby. He is the Holy One of God which is why we bow and serve and give and love in his name. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Leon Baptist Church.